Welcome to the IAH podcast, where we profile current and former fellows of the Institute for Arts and Humanities here at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm Melissa Clay, Communications Specialist. In this episode, Coordinator for Faculty Programs, Philip Hollingsworth, speaks with Patricia Parker, Associate Professor and Chair of the Department of Communication. Professor Parker is participating in the 2015-2016 Chairs Leadership Program at the Institute for the Arts and Humanities with eight other newly appointed chairs. This program, along with the Academic Leadership Fellowship Program, support the IAH mission as a faculty home for interdisciplinary conversation and collaboration. This includes training and supporting current and emerging university leaders. In part one of our conversation with Dr. Parker, she discusses her new role as department chair, her academic research and its connection to her current position, and her experience in founding the Ella Baker Women's Center, a nonprofit committed to serving disenfranchised communities by empowering women and girls to be leaders, building productive and equitable relationships between citizens, and providing community organization training to residents. This is your first year as you've just started as the chair of the yes, department. Yes, July 1, 2015. How's, how's that going so far? How's that experience been for you? I know that's a big transition, correct? It is a huge transition um, in terms of departmental leadership. But um, the interesting thing that I think maybe sets me apart somewhat from other new chairs is that my research is, my research is centered on leadership, organizational leadership. So I'm, I'm a leadership scholar. So okay. my degree, PhD, undergrad and PhD is all in uh, communication uh, and particularly thinking about organizational communication and leadership. So you were preparing yourself for this job. Well, <laughs> in a way. I guess. I mean, that's just my, that's what I study. And so I study women um, and uh, women in leadership. Um, I think about um, organizational structures that um, how they can be um, inclusive of um, difference. Uh, mm-hmm. So those are all areas of, of my research. And so uh, before I was appointed as chair, I had served as three for three years as the director of faculty diversity initiatives for the College of Arts and Sciences. Oh, wow. And that was a new that was a position that was um, a leadership position at the college level. So I was, it was, you know, still had my primary appointment, uh, my primary appointment in the department, but um, I was working quarter time um, okay. with uh, Karen Gill um, and Terry Rhodes, who was the senior associate dean for arts and humanities, but also doing work around diversity for the college. How did that experience? prepare you for moving into this uh, chair position? Well, I'll have to tell you, it prepared me, I think, very well. And I, again, I think that's something that just sort of, that's, sets me apart. So that's the second thing. The mm-hmm. first thing is my research, and the second is the fact that I did have that experience learning a great deal about how the college works administratively. Uh, so I worked with the, the other senior associate, with senior associate deans in the college. Um, I worked with chairs. Part of the, One of the things that was... I'm most proud of is that I was successful in with the dean's support um, and all of the chair support appointing a asking each chair of the academic units and there are over 70 academic there are 70 units in the college mm-hmm. um, with centers and curricula and so forth but there are 34 academic units with chairs and 
so they each had a diversity liaison, a faculty member um, who was to support the chair's efforts in terms of thinking about diversity. So with that experience of, of really sort of creating that network of people who are working and thinking about issues of diversity across different departments, I learned a lot about what chairs do, what they like, what they don't like, what irritates them. <laughs> and uh, I try my best not to be one of the things that irritate. Like I figured out what is it that, you know, that you're, that's on your plate. And then, but also how can I accomplish the goals that, you know, that we're trying to accomplish with the, the college level of, uh, with, in terms of diversity and recruitment and retention with uh, curricula, uh, curricular needs and so forth. So that experience really did prepare me for taking on this position as chair um, because um, I really got a chance to see the importance of the chair's role and um, especially how I think one of the things that's important for me is how, you know, there's a great, great deal to hold, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, I take it very seriously, the, the, being a, a good steward of the university, of the co- for the college, and for the, my colleagues and the students in the, in the department. So, yeah, so the, it seems like you felt pretty prepared coming in. Mm-hmm. Were there any unexpected challenges in the first few months? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so that was just, I don't know if I, well, it did, those experiences did prepare me um, to expect the unexpected, right? And so, um, and the fact that I've been in the department since 1998, so I'm very familiar with my colleagues and um, feel very supported by them. And, um, you know, so, but there are are challenges. I mean, there are all sorts of, you know, there are lots of different roles that a a chair has to play, lots of different hats. And, um, you know, I think one of the um, most important Important roles, I think, is is uh, working with the staff. Uh, so okay. we have a wonderful staff: our department manager, the the um, uh, student services roles, and we also we have two locations. We have we're located here in Bingham, but also in Swain Hall, where we have a lot of our media production faculty and staff that are over there. Mm-hmm. So just you know, so again, I think this is something that faculty members are not generally exposed to, right? It's like running an organization. Like we're we're trained to be right. sort of individual operators and, you know, doing our research and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So Well one thing I've noticed about your research is you, mm-hmm. you integrate the community and the the um, importance of community organizing or working with the community. And I'd like to talk a little bit about your work with the Ella Baker Women's Center and um, kind of getting that off the ground. And mm-hmm. one thing that struck me is there's always this, seems like this gap between the idea and the execution of that. And I'm, I'm just wondering, how, how do you make that, or create that bridge to mm-hmm. go from that idea to execution? Just, not just personally, but, you know, advice for others that have, maybe have great ideas, but yeah. want to make it happen. Well, I have to first begin by saying that it was the Institute for the Arts and Humanities programs that really helped me to go from idea to action. So I definitely want to start there in, um, in, in terms of framing this. Um, so I think most faculty members will, you know, who are, um, will, will think about their teaching, research, and service as integrated processes, right, and, mm-hmm. and um, projects. Um, it's not said like our, our teaching and our research and our service are not separate entities, but they are integrated. And that was true for me. And the Ella Baker Women's Center was a way for me to really 
um, see that come to fruition of that integration of teaching, research, and, and service. So I was, um, I had been doing research on women, African American women executives. That was one of my first book was about that, and okay. um, I was really interested in how this leadership tradition that I saw in the women that I interviewed for my book, um, how that came to, how, how that was doing in terms, how's that legacy doing in terms of girls in communities? And um, about the time that I started thinking about what this looks like, what a tradition of leadership looks like for girls in communities, um, I had gotten promoted with tenure, mm-hmm. um, and the university was starting to sort of emphasize social entrepreneurship and supporting things, and so I got a, um, I got a Kaufman Fellowship for social entrepreneurship, and that was um, through the um, an IAH um, uh, initiative. And I had a year to work with, I had a, a mentor, David Keel was, was uh, a, a mentor, and uh, in the process of that year, I was able to go from this idea of, hey, what would it look like to work, be in community, working with the girls, maybe having a class that would support girls doing projects, in their community, so they mm-hmm. see what, what they, how they're thinking about leadership, and it answers this question about what is le- the leadership tradition in, in um, black communities? How is that doing in terms of these girls who are living, and I was working with girls who were living in uh, public housing communities. And I mean, I was really just a- amazed at, <laughs> maybe that was the, the basis of your question, of, of yeah. how that really came about, that um, having that year to think about this and then do, by, at the end of the year, I was ready to do a ready to do a pilot program in a community I was already working with. David Kiel got me um, um, connected with someone who could help me to do the paperwork for the nonprofit. So I actually right. was able to create the nonprofit organization. And I think um, it was nice to have that institutional support for something that you were already doing. You sort of had that momentum. Sometimes you lose momentum when you don't have right. you know when those when the institutional support's not there. But um, I feel very fortunate. In the next episode of the IAH podcast, Philip continues his conversation with Dr. Patricia Parker. Be sure to visit the Institute's website at iah.unc.edu for future episodes of this podcast, the latest news on our fellows, and upcoming events at Hyde Hall. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at IAH underscore UNC.